Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All righty, hour number two of our radio program. That's right, it is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. Some big quarterback storylines for this weekend in the National Football League. It's crazy how things change from one day to the next. When we started the show yesterday, it appeared that Brock Purdy wasn't going to play this weekend because he got put into concussion protocol on Wednesday. And then at the end of the show, we see this report that, oh, Brock Purdy practiced on Thursday. Now, he's still not out of concussion protocol, but this is a breaking report from a few moments ago from Matt Barrows, who covers the team uh, for the Athletic. And he goes, Brock Purdy is practicing for the second straight day and barring a setback is on pace to be cleared from concussion program uh, tomorrow. Kyle Shanahan will supply the full injury report on the Purdy situation in about an hour. So Brock Purdy goes from in concussion protocol on Wednesday. And I saw Joe Shad, who just keeps on complaining about the tush push. He's like, oh, Brock Purdy got hurt on the tush push. Yeah, they were running the tush push play, but the hit occurred before Christian McCaffrey tried to push uh, Brock Purdy. So that's just Joe Shad with an agenda. I liked it better when he covered college football. I like Joe Shad a lot when he covered college football. I guess he's been doing the Dolphins now for about a decade, but I think that was so lame, and it was pretty obvious. Oh, the Dolphins stunk at a big spot, so let me just kind of start a riot with Philly fans just so I could get a bunch of clicks and I could get some attention. Uh, But now it looks like Brock Purdy is on track to play. Like, if he's practicing the last two days... And if he's going to be out of the concussion protocol as it's expected uh, by tomorrow, I would be very surprised if when they go up against the Cincinnati Bengals, Brock Purdy is not uh, on the field and starting at quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. And I don't want to say that takes away some of the excitement to that game because 49ers and Bengals is going to be a good one. But there was part of me that was like, oh, I want to see Sam Darnold play. And even though I can't stand Sam Darnold, I actually wanted to see Sam Darnold struggle a little bit, even though I've been someone that's been advocating and saying that Brock Purdy's more of a system quarterback and a franchise quarterback just to pump up Brock Purdy a little bit more. But now if you get him on the field, it it does create a more intriguing matchup because you get the 49ers at more so full strength, even though... The 49ers are dealing with a a bunch of injuries with Trent Williams and Debo Samuel and McCaffrey is not 100%. But now getting Purdy back on the field, it is a tough test for him because I don't know where he is from a full percentage of health. Now we're talking about a head injury. So if he clears concussion protocol, you think he's good to go and he's fully healthy, but you never know the lingering effects from how late in the week 
he was added on to the injury report. But this Bengals defense, they're no joke. Like, say what you want about the offense where it's been up and down. And the Bengals two weeks ago, even in a win, it sounded like a loss with their failure to show up in the second half up against the Seattle Seahawks. But this defense, Lou Anarumo, the last two, three years has been really getting better year by year. And they've been a good team on the defensive side of the ball and a team that has a lot of defensive confidence. So now you're going to probably see Brock Purdy come back. And that's also something I never got to. The other thing I've never got here, how if you're in concussion protocol, you would think that the player would not be able to play. And I know there's certain steps in the concussion protocol in, in terms of get back onto the practice field. That's always bizarre to me when you hear the player is still in concussion protocol, but he's on the practice field. I know the quarterback's not getting hit on the practice field, but that's always been a bizarre designation uh, when I do hear that about the quarterback and uh, any player that's in concussion protocol but is able to play. So that is the latest on the Brock Purdy front. Now in terms of Tua Tunga-Vailoa, we asked this question yesterday, is this an opportunity for the Miami Dolphins quarterback to really show his MVP worth up against the New England Patriots because I was expecting that Tyreek Hill was not going to play because earlier in the week, that was the report. He missed practice on Wednesday. This is uh, Tyreek Hill in the locker room yesterday saying, oh, yeah, no big deal, nothing to see here. I'm actually going to play this weekend. Is there much pain? Do you have an injury or are you fine for Sunday? No, nah, I just wanted some attention, man, because my mom went talk to me yesterday, so I needed some attention from somebody. Nah, I'm good, though. That's one of the most bizarre things I've ever heard. Sam, I've never heard an athlete say, my mom didn't want to talk to me yesterday. And there's some hyperbole, right? It's in jest. I would hope so. So I wanted some attention. That's why I sat out practice. And I deemed myself not healthy enough to practice, but I'm all good. I'm going to play. I just wanted some attention. I mean, this is a guy who says he wants to be a porn star after his career is over. I think this guy kind of likes attention. I'm sure he was probably, you know, no football player at this point in the season. Once is they're injured, yeah. So, like, yeah, like maybe he was aching and sore, and he's like, I know the playbook. I'm good. I'm just going to sit out and relax. I'm fine. But, like, there's no reason for me to, sh- to push it. That's probably all it was. Now, I did say this yesterday, and I'm surprised that Brock Purdy's now trending to play just because of how late we found out about him going into concussion protocol. But I did say with Tyree Kill, just because he misses practice on a Wednesday doesn't mean even though it, it, it was getting presented to us like he was not going to play, that he is going to miss the game because there's no, like you just said, Samter, there's no need for him to practice. We know Tyree Kill, when he's on the field, even if he's not 100%, He's one of the toughest, if not the toughest player to guard in the NFL. And that speed kills. And he doesn't need to sit there and go through practice reps and Mike McDaniel's practice. No uh, offense to the head coach and Mike McDaniel. Because you know when that dude gets on the field, he's a baller. And there are players that are treated differently on every team. You could treat Tyreek Hill differently. But that is actually a smart way by Tyreek Hill just to prevent any further questions? Because I've dealt with a lot of beat reporters. Beat reporters, when they get thrown something that's funny, and also when they get thrown something that is so bizarre and is so one of one in the moment, they don't really know sometimes. Some beat reporters do, but then some people, they're just so, all right, I have to go get my story. I have to type away my story. I have to meet a deadline. They're so regimented that they kind of lose that human touch a little bit to it. And in a moment like that, I thought it was just very bizarre 
just the sounds of that quote because everyone's like, what the heck does that mean? You needed attention the other day. And then you have Tyree Kill just being like, oh, yeah, my mom didn't want to talk to me. I said, I need more attention. And I thought it created like a little bit of an awkward moment in the locker room. But it's a good job by Tyree Kill because there's really not going to be many further questions asked from that. So uh looks like it's going to be even tougher for the Patriots to try to get back-to-back wins as Tyree Kill, if you believe him, and Tyree Kill's not the most trustworthy human being on the planet, he says he is going to play. P.J. Walker is going to get the start up against the Los Angeles Chargers. So this is the, uh, uh, um, or excuse me, who are the Browns? The Browns will play the Chargers this week. That's the the uh, the Bears who play the uh, Chargers this week. Uh, but you do have uh, P.J. Walker getting the start this week. Deshaun Watson is out. So uh, this is uh, Seahawks. Thank you so much. Uh, so you get the, uh, you get the uh, Cleveland Browns going up against the Seattle Seahawks. You know, that vibe throughout the whole week with Deshaun Watson, it really is a bizarre one. Because when we left the game, uh, you know, with Kevin Stefanski against the Colts saying he was not going to put Deshaun Watson back in, it was like, okay, but he was cleared from concussion protocol, but you're not going to put him back in. All right, maybe that's the coach saying, I don't think he's a full go, even though the doctors are saying he's a full go. And now this shoulder injury and a rotator cuff injury is popping back up where he was good enough and healthy enough to play last week. And when he left the game with the injury, it wasn't, oh, he hurt the shoulder again or he re-injured the shoulder. And now it's being presented to us that the shoulder wasn't as healthy as they thought it was. And then you get the Brady Quinn comments that, oh, he got all the money. Now he's not as motivated to play. And Deshaun Watson's like, I sat out two years. Um, Yeah, I want to go play football. I don't get why anyone would suggest that I'm sitting out. This is one where they're trying to tell you two plus two equals five. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. Two plus two doesn't equal five. Two plus two equals four. And something just seems off here with Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. And Samter, usually I have a good read on this, but I don't have a damn clue how to read into this because it is plausible to me that Deshaun Watson could have re-injured his shoulder. But then the way that Brady Quinn said what he said, it's like, yeah, I could also see that side too when you get all that money and you're not feeling great. Like if Deshaun Watson was playing for a contract this year, is he playing this week? Because sometimes you you extend your body a little bit when you feel as if there's a financial component on the line. But when you get a fully guaranteed deal, do you maybe take an extra week or two? But it's bizarre to me how he came back, leaves the game with a different injury, and now on the injury report, it's what the old injury was, and he cleared concussion protocol so they can't say that it's the head injury. This is just, it's bizarre here. It's tough to follow along. Yeah, and honestly, I think if he was really milking it, he probably wouldn't have come back last week when there were still question marks. So, like, I guess that kind of... Like, I, but he I, wanted to return last week, supposedly, right? right? And we were told it was Stefanski that didn't want to put him back in the game because he didn't want to cause further damage to him. Which, it, which, it, which brings back to the point of, like, then I don't put this on Deshaun. It doesn't seem like Deshaun is the one necessarily holding himself out. I don't want to give Deshaun Watson any benefit of the, yeah, benefit of the doubt. I did it. for years, and now I just I can't anymore. He's despicable. I can't stand the guy. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, he was suspended for a lot of, you know, 
last year. Uh, he wasn't making a big salary last year. So it's not like this big guaranteed money. He's just been sitting around getting paid and paid and paid and paid. No, but the, the contract's guaranteed. He knows whether this is a good story or a bad story here in, in Cleveland. He's getting the $230 million fully guaranteed. No, time. you're not wrong, but I mean, and he had the signing bonus too. Yeah, that kicked in already, and, and that's part of it with the NFL, the non-guaranteed contracts. There's a level of motivation for these guys, but like the NBA, it's guaranteed contracts, yeah, and baseball, guaranteed contracts, and just because guys get guaranteed contracts doesn't mean that they don't try hard or they're not looking to to win and yeah. play games. They love the sport, and yeah, they get this guaranteed money, but. Every other sport besides football has guaranteed money. So why would it that the one guy in football who has guaranteed money somehow, just because we know he's a scumbag, is the one guy who like Tanta now not holding back there? He is. I mean, yeah, he is. You know, I just wasn't allegedly. ready for that. I wasn't ready for that word. Twelve minutes past four o'clock here on the East Coast. We're a family, uh, a friendly uh, program here. Yeah, well, family for, friendly for everybody uh, picking up their kids from school. I apologize. Yeah, jeez. But just don't allow any of the people that you know to ever become like Deshaun Watson. Sure, absolutely. And, and I'm not a fan of of Deshaun Watson anymore. I, I used to be. All I'm saying is. And I think you're using logic, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but usually, like, I just have a feel on this one. And once Brady Quinn said what he said, I just have no feel on this one because I think what Brady Quinn is saying could be plausible. But then it's like, all right, what Deshaun Watson said in response could be plausible too. Like, I've just sat out for two years, and we know this guy is addicted to football, and he wants to play. So the whole thing just seems off, and it creates even more pressure on Deshaun Watson, because even though P.J. Walker isn't playing sensational and tearing it up, the Browns won the last two weeks. And now if they go into Seattle and get another victory, it's like, dude, you better start showing up and balling out. And you know who always wins here? The NFL owners. Remember how big of a fear that was? Oh, Deshaun Watson got a guaranteed deal. All these other players are going to start asking for guaranteed deals. Well, Joe Burrow wasn't guaranteed. Uh, Justin Herbert wasn't guaranteed. Uh, Jalen Hurts wasn't fully guaranteed. As you go through all the quarterbacks that got these extensions, and now all the owners could say, look at what happened to the Cleveland Browns. They give a fully guaranteed player, you know, a, a fully guaranteed contract to a player, and it's not working out. Because if you could ask the Browns if they could do this over again, I wonder what their answer would be. I do think that answer is a little bit premature, but there has not been a successful part yet for Deshaun Watson. A lot of that's been he's not been allowed on the field. Last year he was out, only got to play six games, and now with, I guess you could say, all that stuff behind him in terms of a punitive action, and now he just keeps on getting hurt, and he doesn't look like the top seven quarterback or the top eight quarterback that he used to be. And at the end of the year, the we're, I don't think this is going to go all that well, even though the Browns are winning games right now and they could be a playoff team where we're talking about Deshaun Watson as this quarterback that we have a lot of confidence in. And I would say next year is a make-or-break year in terms of public perception of Deshaun Watson as a quarterback. But ultimately, they're stuck with him for the foreseeable future because of the way that the contract does read. And then finally, uh, Jimmy G limited in practice. Raiders play Monday night up against the Lions. I don't think it even matters. The Lions should uh, win that game, and that's a perfect bounce-back spot. Sorry, Stu. Stu's already off of football season. He's wearing a Devil's jersey today. Is that a Nico Heischer jersey, just wondering? It sure is, yes. That's surprising. No Jack Hughes? I have a Jack Hughes one. Oh, oh you do. Multiple yeah, hockey I have two. jerseys. Just, just two. That's it. 
Okay. No Martin Brodeur or Ken Danico <laughs> rip out the teeth? No? You're not no. going a little Dano? All righty. Uh, your team has no shot on Monday, right? Uh, no shot. I- I'd be stunned if they were within a touchdown, to be honest with you. And even if Jimmy G plays, so what? It's like you're just waiting and delaying for him to get hurt again. And you know your dopey coach, for whatever reason, isn't going to go back to Aiden O'Connell, who he should, and he played Brian Hoyer last week. I never asked you about that. How do you justify that? I, I know that he said, oh, well, you know, preseason's different than the regular season. We need the experience. Dude, your team sucks. Your team's bad. Even though last week, they, going into the game, they were 3-3 three and three and they were you know, getting lipstick put up on a pig pretty much, which was happened with the last week with the Las Vegas Raiders. But we all know what Brian Hoyer is. Brian Hoyer is a, a backup quarterback. He's not a starting quarterback in this league. He shouldn't be starting games in the year of, of 2023. And O'Connell, I know it's against different uh, members of the team, like different place in the depth chart. O'Connell, from what I saw from afar in the preseason, did some good things. Yeah, he looked good. He didn't look good against the Chargers, but I also think that was a product of them not blocking Cleo Mack and not giving him yes. any time to do anything. So Mack had six sacks in that game, and also yeah. you get the ball down to the three. Oh, let's put the ball in Aiden O'Connell's hand. Run the damn ball with when Josh, you have Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Morons. I, I, They're really I, morons. I, trust me. It's it's. <laughs> I'm used to them being morons. It's just a different moron uh, in McDaniels. Yeah, but now this personally affects me. Because I see <laughs> your level of happiness just sucked right out of your body. And I don't like to see a sad stew. Sad stew, yeah, Samter may like may like it, but I don't like it. I don't enjoy a sad stew. Oh, I love sad stew. Yeah, because you're a, a, a miserable human being from time to time. Time to time? I'm always miserable. Yeah, you have a soft spot to you. Yeah. You do have a soft spot to you. Uh, and then finally, Terod Taylor going to start up against the Jets. How about the Brian Dayball cut that we just played in the last hour? He did not commit to to uh, Daniel Jones playing again this season. Is that more so just because of the severity of the injury? Right? We're talking about a neck injury here. Or is that, well, Terod Taylor's playing fine and the offense looks something competent right now. I don't want to make any declarations until, I guess you could say, the, the hot hand of Terod Taylor gets cold. That was a bizarre answer there, Samter from what we heard from Brian Dayball uh, earlier. Just very bizarre. I mean, it sounds like a guy who either A, is intentionally just one of those guys who likes to not reveal information, or he legitimately is concerned about Daniel Jones' recovery. Yeah. I mean, it's a neck injury. Serious. You don't want to mess around with that kind of thing. They're bad enough that they're not really fighting for much at this point, and Terod Taylor is doing enough that they're not trying to rush him back. But the question mark is like the Terod Taylor. I mean, he got Wally pipped because he had that lung issue. Oh, the punctured lung. And then Justin Herbert took over. Yeah. Right. A similar thing happened in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield. So maybe this is Terod Taylor's opportunity to say, you know what? I've been kind of, you know, screwed over a few times. Maybe I'm going to be the one who's going to take over here and knock the, the starting incumbent quarterback out of the position. If this was Saturday nights about six or seven years ago on CBS Sports Radio, the, what you just said would be asked like this. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show on CBS Sports Radio with Bill Simonson. Is Terod Taylor about to write off a new chapter into his career and be the starting quarterback for the New York football giants? And will he be this year's version of Geno Smith? We want your huge opinions on the Saturday Night Huge Show. I always loved Bill Simonson. He was funny. Every time I would drive in before the weekend overnights, he always had these huge opinions. 
And coming up 32 minutes from now, another award-winning update with Richard Ackerman. That's what he would always say. Well, that's a lie. That's what the guy would always say. It could be anyone. It was another award-winning update. But is Terod Taylor becoming the Geno Smith where everyone wrote him off, but he elected not to write back? I don't think so. Um, I think this is more so just the severity of the neck injury and the road to recovery because last week they made it seem like he was going to be back for this game and it's just showing you that he's not healing as soon as you would think with Daniel Jones and who knows with it being the neck if he'll ever come back this year. All right, we'll take a break here on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll come on back with three college football thoughts for this weekend and we will do that when we return in five minutes. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Breaking news? C.J. Gardner-Johnson has changed his name. You want to take a guess, anyone? You think we're going to like an Ocho Cinco type of name? Well, C.J. Gardner-Johnson has changed his name. I think I'm pronouncing this correctly. C.D. Deuce. So the spelling of the first name is now C-E-E-D-Y, C-D And then the last name is Deuce. I don't know why you would change your name to that, but to each his own. Right, Santa? That's how you you would think to pronounce it. If it's C-E-E-D-Y, C-D, and then the last name is uh, Deuce. So there you go. What's the C-D? It's a C-J, Gardner Johnson. I don't know where the C-D. C-D Deuce. Like the Deuce, I understand his number is two. Yeah, fine. that makes sense. But but he spells Deuce not the way Deuce is spelled. Deuce is D-E-U-C-E. <laughs> he spells it D-U-C-E. So he's spelling Deuce wrong, but whatever, fine, it's Deuce. I, when you're changing your name to that, I don't think we really care about the spelling. No, you're wrong. There's a lot it's of like other he, questions. It's like he hate me, but like where's the C-D? He's got a C, J, G, and J. C-J, Gardner, Johnson. I don't understand where C, like C.D. Lamb, I understand. There's no, I mean, unless the CJ stands for CD Jr. or something. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it whatsoever as well. You know, when, when I was a kid and Chad Johnson first went to Ocho Cinco, I had to have had the first Ocho Cinco jersey. I'm telling you, like, the moment he did it, the next day I went online at NFLshop.com and did a customized jersey of Ocho Cinco. Like, that was cool. That was funny because it was his number, right? 85. How many times is, like, 
fans go, oh, cover 85, or corner says cover 85, and he just went ocho cinco. That was fun. C.J. Gardner-Johnson to C.D. Deuce? I just, maybe there's an inside joke here. Maybe there's something that Samter and I aren't intelligent enough to see. I just don't get this one. And his his actual first name is Chauncey. So there's not like there's a, a the C.J. has nothing to do with anything C.D., C E E D Y. It makes no sense to me. But listen, and C J Gardner Johnson is a pretty damn cool name. Yeah, C D Deuce. That's stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. Listen, I know we live in a world where we we don't want to offend anybody, and maybe there's like some meaning to this and and things like that. But you asked me my first reaction. I'm now going to refer to myself as C D Deuce. I'm like, why? I mean, listen, I do get it also. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, first of all, it's very memorable, but it's long and there's a lot of syllables and C.J. Gardner, right? So fine, C.D. Deuce, it's easy. It's I don't two know, he, he makes a big C.D. Pl- first name, Deuce last name, done. But he makes a big play in a game and I'm on my couch. I'm like, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, yeah! Now I'm like, C.D. Deuce. Yo, that's my guy, C.D. Deuce. You know what? The more you say it and the more I see it, the more into it I am. Because, like, listen, it's jarring now because, like, we know him as C.J. Gardner-Johnson and now it's C.D. Deuce. But, like, in a year or two, right? Remember when, like, Ocho Cinco went to Ocho Cinco? Like, people were like... That was this cool. Is... No, but it, it felt ridiculous at first because not only was, was he cool. doing 85, he was doing 85 in Spanish for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. It's not like he's Spanish. C.D. Deuce, like... Which is not just... actually 85. Is it yeah, an Ochenta yeah. y Cinco, right? No, it just means 8-5, I guess. Yes. Um, But... C.D. Deuce, like, if you met somebody named C.D. Deuce, like, that could be somebody's name. Nobody's name is going to be Ocho Cinco. I've never met a C.D. Deuce in my No, but I feel like I've met met people whose last names are similar to Deuce, and we know C.D. Lamb, so we know a C.D. spelled differently. Have you ever heard of Deuce, though, as a last name? Like, Deuce Staley, Deuce McAllister. No, but we know people whose names are Deuce. I know nobody who's ever been named Ocho Cinco, so that's... Yeah, that's true. That was just him being playful (laughs) for the sake of playful. C.D. Deuce... Could be somebody's name. If you met somebody in the streets whose name was C.D. Deuce, you'd be like, all right, it's different, but it's fine. So I, like, I don't think you're meeting anyone in the streets that has the name C.D. Deuce. When, I, I, when I hear the word Deuce, I think of like having to go to the bathroom and take a number two, if I'm being honest with you. that's what. When I hear the name C.D. Deuce, I'm like, does this guy have to go run to the bathroom right now and drop a deuce? That's what I'm thinking if I'm just being fully transparent with you. All righty, let's uh, pay the bills right now. Fairfield by Marriott is the official hotel partner of the NCAA with over 1,000 locations around the country. You'll always have the home field advantage. Visit fairfield.com to book your stay. Number 13, Utah hosts number 8, Oregon, tomorrow in a battle of one-loss Pac-12 teams. Oregon's quarterback, Bo Nix, had a great season so far, completing 78% of his passes for 2,000 and 89 yards to go along with 19 touchdowns and just one interception. Meanwhile, the Utes have struggled to replace the injured Cam Rising as Bryson Barnes and Nate Johnson have combined for just seven passing touchdowns to go along with three interceptions. With that being said, though, Utah, who owns USC, just beat them again. They beat them twice last year, and they just handed them another loss this season. Kyle Whittingham is one of the best coaches in the nation. When we did our rankings yesterday, I ranked him as the sixth best coach in college football Um, I do think, though, going up against Oregon this week is a step up in competition for Utah up against uh, their opponent and their foe last week of USC. USC doesn't have a defense. You got Caleb Williams. 
coming off his worst game up against Notre Dame, and then that offense you know, was up and down the following week. But I look at this one. Oregon's one of the more well-rounded teams in the country. Their offense is elite, and they also have a very good defense uh, with Dan Lanning um, over there as the head coach. I would like Oregon to go into Utah this weekend and win the game. Uh, Utah, it's incredible what they've been. 6-1, and one, ranked top 15th in the country, uh, top 15 team without Cam Rising, losing Dalton Kincaid to the NFL. Uh, they have been remarkable that they've got it to this point. Oregon, even though Utah's won the last two Pac-12 championships, I just think this year is a step up in competition. I expect Oregon to win the game. Now, the other two thoughts for college football this weekend, Georgia and Florida. I'm fascinated by the world's largest outdoor cocktail party this weekend because Georgia's a team that outside of Kentucky, they have not looked dominant this year. And there's been some games where Georgia has had to crawl to the finish line, but they still get there. Now, they're still undefeated until you beat the champs. Um, I'm not going to overlook Georgia. But with that being said, no Brock Bowers in this one, even though Georgia has a ton of talent. I want to see if Florida can make this a game and get Georgia uncomfortable. The spread would indicate no, 14, 14 and a half points. I do think that's Vegas begging you to minus the points with Georgia. It's tough for me to trust Florida because I just don't know what the identity of this team is in the last two years of Billy Napier. Uh, Billy Napier had an enormous victory, his first game as the coach of Florida last year, taking down Utah when he had Anthony Richardson. But outside of that, it hasn't been this like wonderful performance for Florida. Um, a few weeks ago when they went up against um, uh, Kentucky, Kentucky just boat raced them. So it's an important game for Florida. Georgia's not this dominant team as they've been the last two years. There are some vulnerabilities. Keep the game flow, uh, co uh, close, Florida, and see in the fourth quarter if you get a victory. I do think Georgia's going to win, but I think it's going to be something like 27-20 or 24-20 in this one. And Carson Beck will do enough to get the victory. And then finally, uh, you do have Texas and BYU this weekend in Austin, and all eyes are going to be on Malik Murphy because Quinn Ewers is not going to play. Malik Murphy is QB2. And then some fellow by the name of Arch Manning is uh, QB3 going into the season. Now he'll be QB2 with Quinn Ewers out and Malik Murphy starting. Here's the head coach of the Longhorns and Steve Sarkeesian on uh, getting asked if Arch Manning's going to play at all this week. Malik's going to start the game and, and, and go play in this game. I haven't made a, a, a decision if, if I'm going to get Arch in there just to get him in there and or not. But we, we have we have discussed that some um, because I do think there's some valuable experience for him in that. But I have to make sure that that's in the best interest of the team. Yeah, that seems like if all goes according to plan, Arch Manning is not going to play this weekend. Now, the two ways I think or even three ways you could see Arch Manning play. Number one, Malik Murphy struggles. Number two, it's a blowout up against BYU and you want to get him some garbage time. Or the other one would be, and no one wants to see this happen, you already had Quinn Ewers get hurt. If Malik Murphy gets hurt, then you don't have a choice but to play Arch Manning. So hearing that answer from Sark, I do believe there's some coaching strategy to it. You want to give the look as if there's a chance he's going to play. But by design, I don't think they're anticipating Arch Manning to take a snap this weekend unless the game ends up being a blowout. I do not believe that we'll see uh, much uh, or any at all of Arch Manning by design 
if this is uh, the way that Texas has this thing going according to plan uh, coming up tomorrow on Saturday. All righty, we'll take a break here on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll come on back. We will do a little on-site, off-site. We do this segment every Monday and Friday. We got some questions. We'll give you some answers on some big topics when we return. But first up, with the latest CBS Sports Radio update, here he is, the Ackman Rich Hacker. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL and Wessel One for free, sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Wessel One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Wessel One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. So we told you that CJ Gardner Johnson's name uh, is getting changed to CD Deuce. We actually got some intel here. Uh, so Avril Levine's guitarist. Listens to our show a lot. And uh, David, very nice guy. And I got to know him a little bit. He DM'd me during the break. And he said, I believe CD Deuce is his rapper name. He drops tracks. Not sure if your guys could edit a radio-friendly version, though. So I kind of vaguely remember CJ Gardner-Johnson releasing some rap songs. I didn't know that he was, though, like, going to fully embrace this and now be CD Deuce on the tracks, so there you go. There's your answer. You're David. burying the lead. You're friends with Avril Lavigne's guitarist, and Avril was like the one for me when I was growing up. Oh, that's up, your that's your crush. She was like she was my one. I mean, when wow. we were like in high school, right? And so if you have your list of like the five yeah. names, mm-hmm. Avril will and always has been and will forever be on my list. All righty, moist she, there's Mike. A, there's a few names that like you know can come and go. And then there's a few names that are on that list at all times, and Avril is one of them. I think I just made Stu spit up whatever he was drinking. Stu thought that one was uh, very funny. Yeah, that's why that word is disgusting. Yeah. Um, Nobody I, wants to sit, think about me in that way and then say the word that you just you said. Only ha- I just dangled the carrot out there. You, you, you were the one that took the bait. You didn't have to go down that road. People could interpret it many other ways. Not everyone has a dirty mind like you do. No, but you brought it up, and Stu gagged and almost vomited on the board. (laughs) So come on, I'm not the one who brought it up. (laughs) Getting too graphic here now. A little bit too much here. It's a Friday. I don't want a call from Spike Eskin at the end of this show. You guys got a little bit uh, rated R today. But real quickly on this topic, you said your your crush growing up was Avril Lavigne. Uh, uh, Stu, who was your crush growing up? Mila Kunis. Ooh. That's a good one. Okay. That's definitely. Yeah. Yes. Mine was Beyonce and Carmen Electra. I was a Ooh. big Carmen Electra fan. But Beyonce was number one, Carmen Electra number two. Man, you're young. I, obviously. I mean, Carmen Electra, like, that's that's more my age range. But Beyonce, I, I guess, when did Beyonce start? Now you're going to ask me Beyonce trivia as if I'm a queen bee. 
let's see. I, Beyonce's 42 years old. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I guess Destiny's Child formed in 1990. Yeah, it's not wild. I, I don't know when they got big, but... No, but Beyonce's gorgeous. <laughs> what else is there to say? No, I know, but you talk about, like, growing up. Like, I'm talking about, like, when I was, like, you know, in middle school and high school. So I just don't know. Like, Beyonce was... You're not still in middle school? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to onside offside. You got it. Hit it. Zach's taking on the most polarizing issues in sports. Which side of the line of scrimmage will he end up on? Offside. Defense number 69. It's Onsides, Offsides with Zach Gelb on CBS Sports Radio. How old are you, by the way, Santa? 40, beautiful, three years old. So, like, your next big birthday then is 45, right? Sure. Is 45 a big deal? Probably not. 50. Okay. I don't think 45 is really that big of a deal. 40 and 50. All right. I was going to say, maybe for your 45th birthday, reach out to David. Get a Lavra Levine. uh, Hey, Big Mike CBS. Moist Mike. Happy birthday. And you know what? The weird thing is the reality is actually Beyonce, they got big in 99 and Avril got big in 02. So I don't know what I'm talking about. I guess Avril got her start after Beyonce did. And then also, like Mila Kunis is younger than Beyonce. And that was Stu's answer. But Stu's like 12. Stu's older than me. I'm older than Zach. Yeah. Is that, is that true? Yeah. Man. But I am the captain now. <laughs> All righty. Captain Hook. Let's go. The Cowboys are the captains. They're 4-2 and two with both losses coming against the NFC West and the 49ers and Cardinals. Now they take on their third West foe, hosting the 3-4 and four Rams this weekend. So onside, offside, Dak Prescott must have a big game for the Cowboys to win against the Rams. Um... Yeah, I think so, because Tony Pollard is just not as great without having a complimentary back. Can the defense force enough turnovers to make Stafford look old? Sure, but you need Dak to go toss like three touchdowns this week and start playing better uh, week in and week out. So, yeah, I, I think Dak has to have a big game for the Cowboys to win on sides. All right, Ryan Tannehill has officially been ruled out for this weekend for the Titans, and Will Levis is expected to start. However... Mike Vrabel says both Levis and Malik Willis will likely see action in the game. Maybe down at the goal line, potentially? Possibly. Onside, offside, either Will Levis or Malik Willis could become the Titans' long-term starting quarterback. Malik Willis, no, because that rubs me the wrong way when it's like, oh, he should have been a first-round pick and he was supposed to be a first-round pick, and then he goes in the third round and he wasn't even the second quarterback selected in the draft and when Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, then Malik Willis. Will Levis was also supposed to be a first-round pick, but he fell to the early second round. I I don't think that either are going to pan out to be the long-term starting quarterback here in Tennessee. So I will go offside on this one. Offside. Did you guys uh, try the mayo in the coffee, by the way, with Will Levis? We did try it. We did try it. It wasn't nearly as gross as you think it would be. But you got to remember, I was, what did I put, ranch in in the ice cream yeah, that's uh, when I was filling in on this like, show. That's something I would not want to do. Like mayo in coffee, I can I can stomach that. Deal breaker, by the way. What? The cold brew that I usually get each and every day, they're selling my supermarket now, a whole jug of it for 10 bucks. I'm used to paying like five five twenty seven a day for a cup of that. So now I got a whole big jug of uh, cold brew in my apartment. There you go. Dinner's on you. 
The three and three Bengals come off talking the Talking about breakfast right there. Why are you talking about dinner now all of a sudden? All right, fine. Breakfast is on you. <laughs> Although, let's hope that I'm not hanging out with you that early in the morning at any point. Well, I'm going to Sedell's tomorrow. First time ever in NYC, so you may want to join me for breakfast tomorrow. All right, you know, I'm there. So the three and three Bengals come off the bye to face the 49ers, possibly without Brock Purdy. We don't know yet. However, every other team in the AFC North is above 500. So the two-time defending division champs sit dead last in the division. So onside, offside, the Bengals must win this game if they hope to still win the AFC North. Um, I think that is an onside because the Ravens should be able to take care of business against the Cardinals. And it is trending in the direction that Brock Purdy is going to be rocking out with this Brock out. Practicing once again, expected to clear concussion protocol by tomorrow. So you say the Bengals must win this game if they still hope to win the division? Uh, yes, sir, from me on sides. All right, sixth-ranked Oklahoma travels to Lawrence to take on the 5-2 and two Kansas Jayhawks in a huge Big 12 matchup. With the first playoff rankings coming out on Tuesday, Halloween scary. Ooh. Some believe <laughs> Oklahoma could jump FSU and Washington into the top four thanks to their schedule and their win over Texas. So onside, offside, Oklahoma has a better resume than Florida State and Washington. So Oklahoma's biggest win was up against Texas. None of their other wins were all that impressive. For Florida State, they beat LSU to start off the season. Um, And I know that has not aged great, but Florida State is still, or LSU is still in the top 25. And yeah, they beat Clemson, and Clemson's not a good football team this year, but you know, it's still a quality win for the Florida State Seminoles. And they just beat Duke, who was also in the top 25. So I think Florida State has a better resume than Oklahoma. And as for Washington, their only great win was up against Oregon, but you still have to play USC, Utah, and Oregon State for Oklahoma. There's not another game the rest of the year that's against a ranked team currently of Kansas, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, BYU, and TCU. You'll probably see Texas again, you would think, in the Big 12 championship. So right now, Oklahoma has a better resume than Florida State and Washington. Uh, that's a no for me, dog. I'm not going to say that offside. Offside. Now, last night, Damian Lillard debuted for the Bucks and lit it up in the fourth with 14 points to help Milwaukee take out the Sixers by one. However, while Dame was rolling, Giannis took just one shot in the final three minutes of the game. So onside, offside, the Bucks are better off with Dame closing out games than Giannis. Oh, this is the easiest question you ever asked me. Onside's absolutely. Every day is the easiest question. Like, every day I just one-up myself with asking you an easier and easier question. Yeah, well, you set the bar pretty low, and you just get easier and easier and easier and easier. But, <laughs> no, there's no doubt about it. Um, that's why you brought Dame in. That's why Miami so badly needed Damian Lillard because Jimmy Butler is a damn good player, but he doesn't make the big shots late, and you needed someone else to close out those games. And Giannis Antetokounmpo, as sensational as he is, he's one of the best players in the league. He's not the guy that you look at in the final few minutes of a game to hit the big shot. So, yeah, that's a wonderful partnership. Milwaukee is the gold standard for how a small market should be run. They already have one championship. Giannis says, you got to go out, do something else, or else I'm going to leave. You get Damian Lillard. As long as these two stay healthy, it could be a party in Milwaukee this year. So in the other NBA game last night, the Lakers beat the Suns 195 despite 39 points and 11 boards from Kevin Durant as both Devin Booker and Bradley Beal set for Phoenix. So onside, offside, 35-year-old Kevin Durant should still be the go-to player on the Suns this season over Booker and Beal. Uh, that's an 
an, an offside for me. We all know how great Kevin Durant is, but he is getting older. He's been banged up. You need Devin Booker to be your best player. And then if you could have Kevin Durant always be viewed as the best player on that team, but in reality be your second best player and not have so much wear and tear added on to what's already there on the body, and then just could have him only be like great and dominant in the postseason, that would be a plus. So throughout the entirety of the season, you need Devin Booker to be the best player. So you asked me, 35-year-old Kevin Durant should still be the go-to player on the Suns this season, I would say offside. Offside! There you go, a little onside offside on this Friday edition of the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We will take a break. When we come on back, we'll do a little C.J. Stroud up against Bryce Young. Are the Carolina Panthers regretting taking Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud? And then also, when we look at the last two to three drafts, can we do some draft do-overs? Some teams that are sitting there saying, man... We really messed up on this player when we could have had that player. We'll come on back in five minutes. One more hour to play. 60 minutes to go. Zach Gilb Show Football Friday right here. CBS Sports Radio 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227 on social media at Zach Gilb. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.